0: I'm Isaac Sims. I'm Eric Pham.
1: And I'm Olivia Clement. And we wanted to take a moment to thank each and every one of you for tuning in twice a month to listen to us talk about Scott Pilgrim, Watchmen, The Boys, and Christmas movies. Well, sort of Christmas movies.
2: (laughs) This podcast was started as an attempt to collaborate around our mutual love of cinema and distract ourselves from the tumult that has been this year. We are extremely thankful to have connected with you guys on social media And we hope you stick around for some awesome projects we have in development for
0: 2021. Before we start this episode and dive into our favorite movies from 2020, we also wanted to let you know about something kind of big. We're changing our title from Flyover Film Show to Flyover Film Country. We're a podcast about movies and TV from the perspectives of three people who hail from Flyover Country, So we just feel like this title is more original and reflective of our mission and
1: motto. So we just want to say thanks again for walking through 2020 with us. And now without further ado, here are some of our favorite flicks from this past year.
0: And before we jump into that, uh, we'd like to give a shout out to Ready Set Podcast. Ready Set Podcast has prices to fit any budget, options for hobbyists and professional podcasters. They make it super easy to create your own podcast they can help record, edit, and publish. If you have a podcast idea, they'll give you a free consultation if you reach out to them on their website or social media. Their website is www.ReadySetPodcast.xyz. Ready Set Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality.
2: All right, guys, we made it to the end of 2020. I didn't think we'd be able to do it, but we did. Still,
1: Still processing last March, let's be real.
2: Wait, is it December?
1: It's it's December now. When this episode comes out, it'll be January. It's not March. It's not. No, no. Oh my god! Are you just now? Fine. Oh, just, oh boy. Where did the time go? Uh, quarantine. That's that's where it all went. So.
2: How many uh? How many quarantinis have you guys had?
1: Not enough. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm making my uh, Leonardo DiCaprio Django face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what a classic meme Um,
0: that is a classic meme
2: what uh before okay i i was gonna start this episode by saying like well what did you guys watch because we do that a lot at the beginning of our episodes but we're gonna talk about so many movies that each of us watched this so many this year uh so let's skip that go over our the rules and parameters for this episode does that sound good and then we can jump right in yeah the
1: fun stuff i love rules
0: i never follow the rules so i didn't even know we that. had them for this list eric's a, <laughs> eric's a bad boy
1: <laughs> he's a rebel without a cause
2: well the if the cause is it, the rebellion the rebellion yes it's confusing
1: if <laughs> anyway if the, the
2: cause it, the rebel with a cause if the cause was movies there you go
1: yeah that's the cause good good movies,
2: good my news. brain was broken for a second there what okay so here are the rules because i actually tweeted today it kind of griping that a lot of uh film critics um have released their top 10 of 2020 lists and like at least a quarter of them if not more are movies that screened at festivals and have not released wide so none of us have seen them um
0: No film critics.
2: Like Minari. Minari is one that I think all of us really want to see. And it's a flyover country movie. None of us have seen it because... Uh, we're not bougie, and we're not, not yet privileged. That's the purpose of this. Critics, yes. That's the cause I,
1: for my cause for this podcast.
2: I I take up with your cause as well. I would like to. <laughs> I would like to become first uh, in the know to see movies like Minari when they come out. Anyway, yeah, our top we we agreed before this podcast that our top ten would include movies from 2020 or anything that we watched this year because of everything that happened this year and how a lot of us we couldn't go see movies in theaters. We had to wait till some streaming. Um, so basically, our top ten is like any movie ever. So nice,
1: yeah. yeah. All right, who's,
2: who's gonna jump in? Who's gonna start? Who's gonna dive in? I'm going deep.
1: Going deep. Bring your floaties. Um, so okay, we're we're listing ten through six. We're just listing those. We're not gonna discuss those, right? That's correct. Correct. do we want to we probably should have talked about this beforehand i didn't think about it till just now do we want to list those like i'll list my 10 through 6 or do we want to go like 10 round robin 9 round robin how do we want to do this score? i think
0: we just want to do 10 through 6 all at okay. once
1: i feel like person. that that's probably a better time saver that's as a good
2: well. idea and okay. eric since you did our ad read this week you would you like to go first
1: yeah <sighs> i suppose also, so
2: is it raining in fort smith
0: no, it's not. It's cold as heck, though.
2: Is it raining anywhere?
1: No. It's I know, not like
2: anywhere in the world, but I feel like...
1: I mean, probably somewhere in the world, yeah, but yeah. not... It's, it's not
2: raining in Oklahoma, either. Is it still no. snowy
1: in Oklahoma? It's still snowy. It's, it stopped snowing yesterday evening, but there's still snow on the ground, although a lot of it melted today. Nice. It's always so. kind of sad.
2: Anyway, I, I, yeah. it sounded like it was raining either in Fort Smith or Mustang, so I couldn't, I couldn't tell. Anyway, Aaron right. Gronk. Eric, how about your top 10, All right, bottom 10?
0: There you go. All right, let's go. My number 10, Trial of Chicago 7. Number nine, uh, I was late to the party on this one, 1917. Number eight, B. Water, uh, the Bruce Lee documentary on ESPN. Um, Ooh. Seven, Ooh. The Five Bloods. And six, uh, I'm probably going to get some hate for this one. I enjoyed it a lot. The Tiger King. <laughs> nice.
1: Nice. I love it.
2: Can I just say, am I the only one out of the three of us who hasn't seen Tiger King? Oh,
1: oh nice yeah, I guess so. Game, <laughs> it's, here's the deal. There's as always, there's as always a resident, one. As, yeah, it's typically me, but I'm glad it's not for once. Uh, how did you not watch it? It was peak quarantine. We all it, was, it together. It was an
0: event. It was an event. It, was, it reminded me of like the Game of Thrones days. <laughs>
1: I,
2: how many episodes is it? Eight, I don't
1: remember six
0: Six, or eight,
2: yeah, somewhere around there. I have no idea why I didn't watch it because that was right when it when quarantine started. And we like, I, I don't know, I feel like it's something that Jessica would find interesting. All the people that I was going on group runs with socially distanced, um, were talking about it and were obsessed with it. And I was like, man, I have to watch this and I have all this time, and I never, I never watched it.
1: Man, it was it was an experience. We like my like small group from church talked about it multiple times really? in our yeah, in our small group like Zoom meetings. We we would talk about it for the entire time.
2: We get to see Nick Cage as Tiger King.
0: Yes. I'm pumped. That
2: I'm excited for. I'm I will for I will watch the documentary on it's it.
0: actually it's actually a pretty entertaining and oh yeah. Arguably yeah. a good documentary. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: One of y'all. Okay, so one of y'all has to do like an impersonation of a famous line from the documentary.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll work on that.
2: No, like right now.
1: Right no, now, I, I, yeah, I can't do. Right I can't now. do this. I gotta exercises. prepare. All right. I I'm uh, going to
2: attend my workshop on uh, impersonation.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do do a workshop for it.
2: It's a uh, five thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Yeah.
2: Nope. High dollar for high quality content.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. Low quality.
2: Yeah. All right, Livia, you can to... all right
1: so my my i i didn't include any docu-series in this because i don't know or else i would have included probably tiger king or the last dance because the last dance was fantastic but these are all just straight films so um number 10 i have knives out number nine i have the five bloods eight i have honey boy seven i have alien six is parasite and Parasite is where it's at, mostly because I don't think I could add anything to it that hasn't already been like, discussed about that film. So what sure. was your nine? The Five Bloods. Oh, sorry, I should just.
2: I'm writing them all, I'm writing them all down because yeah. we didn't share our lists before. Keep the uh, suspense. Um, I'm, I need to look at mine and see if, if we share any. I don't think we do. Oh, Parasite is my number eight.
1: Nice. I think that's the nice. only
2: one out of all of us that we share real quick before I give my number or give my six through t- 10 or 10 through six. I came up with, I looked at like all the great movies that I loved and ended up not including in my one through 10 and came up with individual categories. I thought w- that would be fun to share with y'all. So I'll do this really quick. Best comedy clue, 1985, um, john landis if i'm not mistaken one of the funniest jokes uh that tim curry delivers about his wife being friends with socialists uh and it's one of the funniest have y'all seen clue
0: i haven't but i'm always i'm a sucker for socialists.
2: it is it's like the it is is the hardest i've laughed this year and it's like very clever it's very knives outy um yeah Awesome, awesome. Can't recommend it enough. Oldest movie I saw this year and ever, uh, the German film M. And this helped me understand one of the greatest references in comedy. In Home Alone, when uh, Kevin heats the doorknob and Joe Pesci burns his hand and there's an M burned on it, that is a reference to this movie, which is one of the darkest movies about... Man who kidnaps and kills children, and that doesn't happen on screen at all. But the whole village is looking for him, and they end up marking him. One guy writes a uh, chalk of M on his hand for murder and uh, grabs the guy's coat and says, Hey, do you, did you drop this? or just in order to mark him. So it's like a famous thing in sim- cinema that I had no idea about uh, previously. So, to, uh, to, anyway, I understand that reference in Home Alone now. It's really, really great. <laughs> Touchstone Classic Viewed, Citizen Kane. Best Documentary, Beastie Boys Story, which came out this year. Um, I learned about Beastie Boys from the Christian band Switchfoot. They did a cover of Uh Sabotage, and it was really great. And I was like, this isn't one of their songs. This is a different (laughs) band. Um, This is a great documentary. It's on Apple TV+. It is highly entertaining. Spike Jones did it, if I'm not mistaken. Oh,
1: nice. That makes sense. That tracks. The Beastie Boys as a whole are just wildly entertaining. Like Mm -hmm. they are are really just fascinating to me. Yep. Um, and I, I really enjoy, like, I I haven't listened too much to their discography, but what I have, I've really enjoyed.
2: Mm -hmm. It's, it's really, really great. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would watching it on my phone. Um, breakout feature vast of night newcomer, Andrew Patterson creates a lofty and sharp twilight zone esque micro budget love letter to alien paranoia set in 1950s New Mexico. This is a fantastic movie. It's on Amazon Prime. This guy is a uh, protege of Steven so- Soderbergh. This is awesome. Go watch it. Crybaby Award, Paris, Texas, slash Honey Boy. Honey, Shout out to Honey Boy, which was in uh, Olivia's top or bottom 10. Um,
1: top, 10 yeah. bottom Bo- top 10, bottom half. Top 10, bottom half.
2: There you go. Best, best Horror, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is the craziest, nice. one of the craziest movies I've ever seen. It's gross, but it's not a gore fest. It's unnerving, but it stays just under your skin. It's claustrophobic, but it's set in hot Texas plains. It's drenched in sweat and noisy as hell, and its I think it's the perfect horror movie. I'll definitely watch it again. Best rewatch, Gone Girl, best set design, Beetlejuice, surprising dislike, Minority Report, which I had talked about on this podcast in its early days, Steven Spielberg, and the Hard Pass Award, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, <laughs> Probably my least favorite 2020 release. I think that's fair. Yep. Wow. And number 10, Stop Making Sense, Jonathan Demi documentary of the talking heads, at the height of their popularity on tour. For their 1983 album, Speaking in Tongues, I'm obsessed with this documentary, Wildlife, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Carey Mulligan. Beautiful, beautiful movie. Eight, Parasite, seven, Mank. Um, The screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz who wrote uh, Citizen Kane and kind of his, uh, just him viewing Hollywood, uh, 1930s Hollywood and all the tumultuous stuff that was going on then. Number six, The Local Hero. This is a great little movie. It's on the Criterion channel. An American oil company sends a man to Scotland to buy up an entire village where they want to build a refinery, but things don't go as expected. Nice. Lovely little film. I really, really enjoyed it. Anyway, I probably took longer on that than I meant to. I apologize.
0: I always love uh, no. hearing about your uh, picks and
2: movies. Yeah, you have very, yeah, very unique taste. So,
1: yeah, don't Thanks. apologize. I love it.
2: <laughs> we all we all have unique taste.
1: <laughs> I right. agree with that. I think that's true. All yeah, right. Are we
2: jumping into the top five now?
1: Yes. Are this? Are we going to do round robin this way?
2: Yes, I think okay. we should do round
1: robin. I think now. we should too. Okay.
2: Um. So, and Eric, you're going first, right?
0: All right. Yeah. Let's do it. My number five is a movie I just watched last night. I just bought oh. it last night, yesterday, is Tenet.
1: Nice. Um, I have a word I'll,
2: for you.
0: Have you guys seen it?
2: No. no. Um, I really wanted to I, watch it before tonight, but I yeah. just couldn't. I couldn't swing it.
0: Yeah, I was I was holding out on finalizing my list until I had seen it because I had a feeling it was going to be at least an honorable mention. I won't go much into the plot. I'm still trying to figure out what the plot was. Um, <laughs> It's a, <laughs> If you like Nolan you'll enjoy the movie. Uh, I'm not like a Nolan fanboy or anything, but uh, I do enjoy his all of his movies and uh, it looks great uh, on Blu-ray. It's loud as hell. Um, like my ears were just blown out because you know how Nolan is with, with sound in his movies. Um it's just
1: kind of kind of like Michael Bay with
0: explosions. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um but so what yeah, you're saying it, it's is, a must watch. Must what watch. you're
2: saying is if you wanted to spoil it, you probably couldn't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. I don't know if there's much I can say in the realm of spoilers because uh, I'm definitely going to be hitting up like the, like the dark realms of Reddit later to see what everyone's interpretation of the movie is. So. It's
2: funny. And this is just another like testament of how strange this year has been in terms of movie releases. But like a ton of people were talking about it yesterday because that's when it was yes. released on DVD. Mm-hmm. And like it's the first time that a ton, like I'm watching Right. And Christopher it coming Nolan. Weekend
0: yeah and christopher nolan has been talking a lot you know about the whole hbo max thing and warner brothers mm-hmm. so um, it was getting a lot of talk on the airwaves so yeah. yeah my number five is tenant nice.
2: um i saw behind the scenes you probably saw this on twitter uh actually may both of y'all may have seen it uh i don't know how to say her last name elizabeth debicki is that mm-hmm. debicki I think so. um she's like six foot six or she's seven a, she,
1: yeah we, we love tall. tall girls
2: and she is uh <laughs> olivia is also very tall Le- You're a 5'11, right?
1: I'm I'm 5'11, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um and she's pointing the gun at Kenneth Bra- Bra- Brana
0: Branner Brana.
2: Something. Uh and she's like tower like two heads taller
1: than him and
2: uh obviously I don't think that shows up in the movie but I was like she's super tall. She's yeah. very tall.
1: Me with any guy who I've like ever had a crush on way taller than all of them. Hey, <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. All right.
2: Um I was going to ask one question because I guess this is as much for Olivia as as it is for me. Eric, do you think that we should watch it without subtitles the first time? Because I'm highly
0: uh, highly tempted to do so. I almost turned them on like 10 minutes into the movie because I had, because of the sound, I could not understand what the heck they were saying because there were so many like sound effects and Mm -hmm. things going on and like if i turned on the tv too loud like my ears were gonna burst then i had to turn it down then they started talking Ew, i think mm-hmm. subtitles are probably worth it worth um, it um they are worth it i think i, I, think,
2: I think that someone posted like oh, i can't i'm so glad i'm watching Tenet with subtitles i won't be able to understand anything and it's not, them just yeah. uh, all you see in the caption is muffled talking and like <laughs> a muffled laughter or like something
1: yeah i think i saw someone say like it's a completely different experience watching it with subtitles because of that, that very, I think probably that same shot of like muffled laughter or whatever. Yeah. I know what
0: what you're talking about, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's an experience. Definitely, definitely recommend watching it.
2: I I wish that all three of us lived in the same city so that we could watch all these things together. But I wish right now that Olivia and I could watch it together sometime, sometime this weekend. But yeah, Alas and alack, I don't think it'll happen.
1: Mm, no, I mean you could come to to Mustang this weekend yeah, if you wanted or, to. Yeah,
2: you could come down here. We'll either mm. way. Uh,
1: yeah, we could go either way. We'll, I, think we'll we talk should,
2: later. I think we should. I think yeah we should talk later. Uh, yeah. I think that we should talk in tenant uh, tenant voice leveling for the rest of our episode, which is kind, <laughs> of, like been,
1: kind no. of like this the whole time. There,
0: there is a the ton of
1: exposition.
2: Really, no, 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 no. um, <laughs> <yeah>, but that's <laughs> stable does oh olivia what is your favorite nolan movie
1: i don't know how many nolan movies i've seen i mean i've seen the batman trilogy or the dark knight trilogy sorry and then i've seen inception and i'm trying to think what else i've seen i haven't seen interstellar i know where
2: where does this one roughly fall for you eric
0: probably like middle. i'm a huge fan yeah i'm gonna say middle i'm gonna say middle middle maybe towards the top i really like interstellar and inception a lot
2: I haven't seen um, do, 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 following or insomnia. So I need to, I need to catch kind up on your eyes.
0: Let me sleep. sleep.
1: <laughs> Detective, <laughs> me
2: Detective Al insomnia.
1: What's let your
0: sleep. number five, Olivia?
1: <laughs> My number five. All right. Yes. My number five is portrait of a lady on fire.
0: Woo. Oh,
1: it was okay. I know Isaac has seen it. Eric, have you seen it?
0: No, this was on my watch list, and I did not oh, get a chance man. to okay. see it.
1: Okay, all right.
2: You know it's on Hulu, right? Yeah. Oh, no, I did not
1: know. Yeah.
2: that. it is on I Hulu. Okay. Yeah, 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 it still is. Good.
1: So, it's the first of all, like, just the cinematography is incredible. Uh, I think you're like for me, I was immediately drawn into the movie. Uh, mm. It's it's kind of that classic story of a a forbidden love, but it's way more than that because it also hits on several issues that yes, it makes more sense for those things to be big issues and, and, like, forbidden things back then, but also it hits on things that happen now that are also just as commonly t- labeled as taboo, such as, like, homosexuality and abortion, um, but also hits on patriarchy and classism and those kinds of things. So it, oh, I just, it's it's really great. And um, I love how, how once Marianne, who's the artist, Understands Heloise, who's the the her the person she's supposed to be like painting the portrait of. The more she gets to know her, the the different, like how how different the portrait becomes. And so that doesn't make sense if you haven't seen it, but it makes more sense as you like.
2: And it's a lot person. more exciting. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, not that not that the way you described it, Olivia is um, is boring by any means. But it is. I was reading C.S. Lewis, and he was. Explain the difference between something that is sublime mm-hmm. and something that makes you feel sublime mm-hmm. and experiencing portrait of a lady on fire is kind of like it, it evokes these, these feelings of kind of, it's almost ethereal I would say, but it is like a work of art.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: completely, yeah. completely beautiful. That's my it, number two. Since we're, since we're talking about it, I'll yeah. just throw wow. that out there. It is it is very very high up there for me.
1: Yeah, it's it's fantastic. The I'm not gonna like spoil the ending, but the final scene it was it it just it was grueling to watch it. Honestly, it was so good. It was so just uh, such a great film.
2: I watched um, this year. I watched I think Scott Pilgrim more than any other movie just because we were getting ready for the podcast. But Portrait over Lady on Fire, I watched twice this year. The first wow. time, the first time I came home and I usually don't rewatch movies unless I like really, really love it. Um, and so I came home from seeing a friend socially distanced and we, I was like, Hey, this, this movie's out and I really want to watch it. And Jessica was great. <clears throat> Excuse me. She was grading. She was like, okay. And uh, her table, her desk in our apartment was facing our TV at the time. And I watched it and like experienced all these crazy emotions. And then as soon as the credits started rolling and it's kind of thunderous right at the end, mm-hmm. I, w- I just went, wow. Oh my. Oh, wow. Like, like kind of, you know, verbalize some of those feelings that I was having. And Jessica goes, that was crazy. And I didn't get any grading done, <laughs> but she
1: hadn't, she hadn't said
2: anything like while we were watching the movie because my back was to her. Um, so, I, so that was funny. But the second time, yeah and then i watched end up watching it again it is an incredible movie good pick. yeah
1: it's it's really good so that's my my number five isaac what's your number five
2: my number five is a 2020 movie palm springs christina nice. miliotti and andy sandberg here's a synopsis when carefree niles sandberg and reluctant maid of honor sarah miliotti have a chance encounter at Palm at a Palm Springs wedding things get complicated as they're unable to escape the venue themselves or each other this is uh, Olivia. You've seen it. Eric, you mm-hmm. haven't
0: seen it, right? I haven't. I, I haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer, and it, it's on my watch list. Okay, it's, I'm gonna
2: just good. spoil it, but we'll be able to tenant everything and redact it. <laughs>
1: that's right. Uh, you can yeah. spoil it. Can Ready, spoil
2: set, it. podcast has tenant technology, and they're gonna be able <laughs> to. They're
1: they're way ahead everything. of their time, you know. Yep.
2: See, they're gonna like. They just made everything right. I said right there backwards. I it's think that's it's how crazy what works. they do. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how tenant.
1: I don't think anyone knows how tenant works.
2: No,
0: I definitely don't.
2: <laughs> I don't, but I know how Palm Springs works. Yeah, um, Palm Springs about it. works because of those, because of its stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's hard. It's again, it's hard to talk to, about it without spoiling it, but. This is a bit more of a sincere role for, especially for Sandberg, yeah, and it, do you like Andy Sandberg,
0: Eric? Oh yeah, I love with the nine nine okay. and, Hot Rock okay, and yeah,
2: yeah. Online. okay, so we're he's like, like I, I know that a lot of people don't uh, don't vibe with him when he's trying to do something serious, but uh, I, now I know for sure that the three of us really like him. yeah, but he's he's great. it's it's a, it's surprisingly sincere and kind of touching. And the subject matter of the movie is very in keeping with COVID-19 and quarantine. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Okay.
2: And so, and that'll, that'll intrigue you to, to go watch it, Eric, and experience it for yourself. And JK Simmons, I might nominate him for like best supporting actor because I've never seen him act like this in like, any. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: yes. so it's like a comedic
0: twist. It, oh, yeah. Okay. I yeah, mean,
1: yeah, yeah. he's, okay. he's really funny in this. I think JK Simmons is, is so good. And, in so many things yeah uh i think he's so great in this and he
2: it's his tempo
1: yeah <laughs> you get that yeah yeah get it, yeah. Yeah. Whiplash, yeah yeah Yeah. So, anyway yeah no i think that it's a great movie i think that the cast is is so good and i mean um it really like felt very on the nose in a sense because of the pandemic and everything, but it was, it was like really sincere. And and I think it was a really good movie about just kind of um, all all, in a way, kind of growing up and having to deal with, Mm -hmm. with like your own mistakes and trying to own up to those things. Um, But also being really funny in the middle of all that, or like in the midst of all that. So I, I, yeah, it's great. It's a good movie.
2: It's uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a great coming of age story. So um, that's all I really have to say about Palm Springs without saying too much. So, let's go to Eric and his number four.
0: My number four is a movie we've all seen. It, it's Knives Out. Um, Woo, was, this was another one I was late to the party on. It was, I think, it was the last movie I saw in theaters actually before COVID. Wow. Um, I don't know what else I can say about Knives Out that had not been said. So that's my number four. Uh, do you think it's about-
1: too? Do you think Knives Out is too liberal? <laughs>
0: uh yes no no i i really don't Uh,
1: no i don't think we got enough of chris evans in that sweater (laughs) i think if it were to be too liberal we would have gotten more of chris evans and i mean
2: ryan johnson is obviously a liberal person yet he's extremely conservative with uh chris evans sweater screen time. yeah i mean come on
1: come on pick a lane bud
2: sheesh ryan, we uh, love yeah, ryan johnson. it's, it's yeah.
0: got yeah ryan johnson is awesome um i'm glad to see he he got all the credit for that movie after last jedi was was so divided oh, i'm a, I'm a last jedi fan by the way um, yeah
1: we all are i think we uh, all have we, we talked about that on here before? yes I think have we, okay.
0: like I on think, mic yes
1: i don't know i feel like we have though
0: yeah i feel like we have to
1: anyway yeah
0: yeah i'm, I'm glad he, he he had this uh this movie come out after last jedi was so just divisive and uh it's got a killer cast, and I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone is seen this already. So that's my what
2: I for. What surprised you most in Knives Out? Like, what narrative thread?
0: Um, surprised? probably the Chris Evans being seeming to be a good guy, then being the bad guy. I was like, damn, he's actually going to be a good guy. Then no, no, <laughs> he's actually a complete jackpot, So.
2: It was a good little, uh, a little yeah. one-two because he, he you're like me. you're like he's he bad, and then you're like no, he's good, and then you're like no, he's yeah. bad. So yeah, he had me for sure. We need to redact <laughs> this for people who haven't seen
0: that. Out. <laughs> spoilers, <laughs> by
1: the way. All right, I think,
0: I uh, think I, spoilers I think I... have like a for movies. You get like it's like a, for me it's like a, a month for uh, expiration date. Like okay, the movie comes it's... out, then you have a month, then like you can start talking about it freely. Is my opinion. Oh That's yeah. Fair.
2: Oh, my- oh, 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 like spoilers and stuff. Like yeah.
0: Spoilers. That. After yeah. a month, the movie has been out. You can start talking about it. freely. I won't get mad. I after
2: thought you meant like, hey, I saw Tenant*.
0: See, I wouldn't have been mad if someone spoiled it <laughs> after a month. <laughs> I to see how long that silence was.
2: <laughs> that was a, uh, that was race. That podcast reducting. R- Redacting. reducting. Reducting. Reducto.
1: <laughs> Reducto. This is Harry Potter. <laughs> it's a now a Harry Potter <laughs> film.
2: Olivia, right, what's well, your number yeah. four?
1: My number four is The Farewell. Oh, Um,
0: yeah. Nice.
1: So so for anyone who hasn't seen it, it is um, loosely based off of Lulu Wang, the director, uh, off of her her life. She uh, is the daughter of of Chinese immigrants who moved over to the U.S. when she was about six years old. And so she she grew up in the U.S. and um, was very much ingrained kind of in the American Western culture while also still living with her Chinese parents who, who were very much ingrained in Chinese culture. And that kind of, that becomes an issue comes to blows when uh, her grandmother, who she was very close to finds out or or her grandmother's sister finds out that her grandmother is uh, terminally ill. And so uh, Aquafina plays the character Billy in the, the film. And it's, it's just so good. I, I didn't expect to feel this connected to him, to this movie about uh, a Chinese character and and dealing with these uh cultural clashes that she was experiencing but it it's a deeply personal film and I I I just think it's it's just so good the acting's so good Aquafina who I had only known really from her crazy rap videos on YouTube and her <laughs> her her character in Crazy Rich Asians which is Ridiculous and funny, um, and then also awesome. her character in Ocean's Eight. Like she just always plays these like really kind of out there funny characters, and now she's she's playing this um, this character who is having to really deal with uh, the weight of of mourning someone who hasn't hasn't left yet, and um you know she won a golden globe for her performance and i think she absolutely deserved it it was mm-hmm. so good uh um, yeah it was just a fantastic film so i i really enjoyed the farewell
0: yeah that's a great pick that was one of my favorite movies of 2019 um, yeah i loved it so great pick
2: this uh yeah the farewell was the first movie i watched this year i think i oh, watched wow. it on new year's day and then i was uh Crying the rest of the <laughs> first day of the year. <laughs> you were
1: really setting yourself up for the rest of the year, weren't yeah. you?
2: I didn't even know it, but <laughs> I didn't
1: know it. Wow, that's yeah. The um,
2: final, the the final um few seconds mm-hmm. of the farewell, where she's practicing the, uh I guess it's Tai Chi, right?
1: Yeah. Y- yes. I okay.
2: think. Uh, um. And, and just kind of enunciating with each hit.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I was and and then realizing like it kind of makes the the farewell makes you rethink um, our perception. Obviously, like that's a huge focal point of the movie, like Western, like tradition and medicine and Eastern tradition and medicine and how you approach death and how you like tell someone <laughs>
0: that. Yeah, right. That's a common that's thing. Die. This is like yeah. the, this this plot and all the themes in the, in the, in the movie are like commonplace and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, in Asian families. So it was Mm -hmm. a really relatable movie for me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, man, really, really powerful. And then, and then spoiler, you, you realize that come the end of the movie, her grandmother hasn't passed away. She Mm -hmm. recovers and she's healthy and it's just, it's just incredible, incredible, you know, for me as a white person, um, like a look into another culture and understanding And, and it's, completely beautiful and and also completely different and i would never experience that otherwise yeah power of cinema
1: also update on her grandmother her grandmother still does not know she has a terminal diagnosis <laughs> that's insane <laughs> yeah isn't that, that crazy? Is crazy yeah even even after seeing I, I i think that i was reading an interview with lulu wang and her grandmother's like went on set because it was filmed in in china and she like her grandmother went to onto the set. the The actress uh, Zhao, who played her grandmother, she wanted to meet Lulu Wang's grandmother and like met her. and And her her grandmother still has no idea. That's so
2: crazy.
0: Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you,
1: you
2: make... know that Lulu Wang and uh, Barry Jenkins are together?
1: Shut up. Yeah, Shut up.
2: I like didn't realize that until a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so it's probably like. The the beautiful positivity of their relationship. Is oh my gosh! Her
1: grandmother alive, probably. Man, I bet that they are just the coolest couple. Could you imagine Can hanging? Can you out imagine
2: with- tea time with them? I feel uh, like they they drink tea. They, they probably
1: do. They really do. do. Yeah. Oh, man, that's the that that would be the dream to hang out with him. you're
2: not gonna be able to focus the rest of this episode.
1: no i won't i that's i'm just gonna be enamored with that <laughs> exactly. for the rest of the, the olivia episode. i have a
2: word for you tenant and then i'll bring you back to the present <laughs> I, i'm gonna keep going with this <laughs> tenant thing you're gonna like really drive, drive, drive that it point home but like but so far it's like you use tenant to redact spoilers and then also bring <laughs> you back to the present i'm just gonna keep using it in all these different ways that don't make sense or add up like tenant like tenant anyway uh,
1: allegedly i don't know who's to say
2: I'm gonna use the invoke tenant to bring in my number four. Good, it's I want to my turn, you to. right? Yes, it is. It is. It, is. it is. it is. My number four is police story. The oh. nineteen eighty-five Jackie Chan movie. This movie rules. It is so great. Um basically Jackie Chan directed this and I don't know if he wrote it, but he starred in it. Um he's a virtuous Hong Kong police officer and he has to clear his name after being framed for some crimes this I'm sure I haven't seen uh, very many Charlie Chaplin um, films but physical acting and like doing your like quote-unquote doing your own stunts is is a skill and he like no one does it like Jackie Chan you watch this movie he does he did all these crazy things like his his uh, cast did all these crazy things like uh, right at the beginning and and this this is the hardest i've laughed um next to clue at the very beginning of police story they're trying they're doing a sting operation and trying to retrieve all these drugs from uh, some mobsters at a a shanty town like outside of the city and once the game is up and the mobsters realize that they're being set up there they take off and they start driving through the shanty town destroying like everything like people are like running out of the way and it's this wide shot of them fleeing like crashing through sheet metal on top of beams and it's just like ridiculous absurd uh, destruction but it's all like it's like one take that lasts for like Thirty seconds to a minute of this absurd, like chaos happening, and Jackie Chan is following him. And I laughed so hard. I will try to like, I'll try to show it um, on social media whenever we release this episode. But I was crying, laughing, and Jessica hated it because she was trying to grade as <laughs> usual. Um, but that that's like an example, and and so leading the end of that uh, sequence, he jumps in front of a the bus that they had gotten on and commandeered the mobsters had commandeered and it comes to a stop um and the mobsters fly out through through the windshield and like four of them fall through the glass onto the pavement and then like cr- like crazier stuff happens in this movie and so it's it's this combination of he really did that they really did that slapstick comedy like it's super goofy yeah but yeah. it's also like some of like some of the best action you will ever see on, on film, like choreographed, he burned his hands in one, in one st- stage. I'm going on and on and on about this, but like, I'm, this movie was wonderful and I can't recommend it enough. Have you seen it, Eric?
0: I haven't seen it. I own it. Um <laughs> But uh, oh. also on my large pile of movies, I'm going to watch sometime soon. You go. But I, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Jackie Chan fan. Um, I know he's, he was a huge influence on one of my favorite actor directors also from China. Stephen Chow, who did Kung Mm -hmm. Fu Hustle, which is all like that slapstick comedy action Mm -hmm. stuff from China. So um, I'm I'm glad you liked Police Story as much as you did. uh, I'm definitely going to watch it soon.
2: Absolutely loved it. That was one of my splurge uh, criterion buys because that came with the sequel to Police Story. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to buy this. I feel like I'll enjoy it. And it was like the best decision I've ever made. I don't buy DVDs unless I've seen it before. And so I'm really yeah. glad I did the did that. Nice, nice. Well, I took up a lot of airtime, so I think the- <laughs> Eric, you. <laughs> well, um, pass it to you after yelling see. about police stories. No, no, that's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Um, my number three movie is Pro Um, It's an anime
1: movie. Okay.
0: Um, it came out, I believe, last year, um, and I think if you're a fan of like. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and you like the animation and art style in that you would be a huge fan of this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um it's got really unique animation. It's really colorful. Um it's just a really creative movie and it's actually a, a really there's a lot going on with the movie in terms of themes and uh what's behind like the the characters and everything. So the plot is uh in the near future there's this catastrophic event called the Great Burnish. It kills off half the world's population and causes the rise of people called burnish who can control fire and they're thus discriminated by all of society. Um, so that's kind of just the general plot. And it d- dives into themes like uh, immigration, the climate change crisis and sociopathic billionaires trying to fix the world in their own crazed up way. Um, what the The main villain in this movie is very, Reminiscent of a certain political figure in the United States today. So uh, it's a, it's a little on the nose sometimes, but it's a really fun movie.
2: Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) Does he have like hair dye that drips down? (laughs)
0: There's actually, I think, uh, there's actually, there might probably a character in this movie that's similar to him, but, uh, um, you're close though. Um, uh, (laughs) it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a, it's a fun movie and it's got a killer soundtrack. Um, but yeah, if you if you like animation, I, I highly recommend this one. So that's my,
1: my what favorite. is it called? Pro Mayor. Pro Mayor. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: What uh? Do you know what what country? Japan.
0: Japan. Japan. Okay. I, I think I think in when we're in like ten or fifteen years, it'll be like this generation's like Akira. It's it's really? a it's, oh. it's must watch. It's gonna be You okay. know, it's one that's gonna go down in history books.
1: Huh. All right.
2: You've yep. it, and. Y- it was a release, release this I year? I believe 2019.
0: Okay. Yeah, it came out in the US this year, I believe, though. You have piqued
2: hmm. my interest. It's, yeah. a,
0: it's, a, it's a great watch.
2: To our right. listeners out there, go check out Promare. Promare. Where, do you know where it's streaming?
0: Uh, I'm not sure where it's streaming. I got the, I got the Blu-ray, um, so uh, I couldn't answer that hmm. question, unfortunately.
2: To our listeners, uh, Eric will send you his Blu-ray. <laughs> uh, retweet like and subscribe
1: <laughs> i don't it's not listed as streaming anywhere on uh letterbox it says really? amazon so I, I guess you could probably rent it from amazon yeah um but it's not like streaming on prime or anything like that
2: or you have to track down rudy giuliani and invoke <laughs> tenet in order to watch
1: prime. <laughs> Oh, man.
0: It's a great movie. Uh, So what's your number three, Olivia?
1: My number three is Frances Ha. It came out in 2012. Um, To me, this movie felt very and deeply personal. Uh, I I very much related to Greta Gerwig's character, Frances, who's a 20-something who's just at this kind of weird point in her life. She's out of college trying to pursue her her dream job but is struggling with that. Um, her best friend is dating a guy she doesn't really like, um, and it, she's really just trying to figure out like who she is and, and where she fits in. And I relate to that t- for many reasons. And so, um, I, I just have you guys seen this movie? Mm-hmm. I have not. Okay. is it, is it a think... Noah Baumbach movie? Is yes. Oh. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think I watched this last year. Yes, I did, okay. and I yeah. really, I really liked it.
1: Yeah, you really see her character grapple with like how to handle things and and growing up and and kind of the weight of the existential crisis. That I think at at some point we all experience. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Um, and, and it's she's just plays this relatable character, and, and I, I just thought it was. Uh, Really just a great film. I watched it at a time where I was like, what am I even doing with myself and my life and like what's happening? And I was like after I watched it, I go, Oh, okay. It it's gonna be okay, I think, maybe hopefully. Um, so I don't know. I just I really enjoyed it. I thought Greta was great in it. Um, but I also really like Greta Gerwig. So that's that's really all I have about Francis Hall. It's a great, great film. Highly it's, um... Last year,
2: I watched *Marriage Story*, Francis Ha, and *Squid and the Whale*. Mm -hmm. And *Squid and the Whale* has some funny, kind of like dry, dry humor um, from Jeff Daniels and Jesse Eisenberg. But uh, *Francis Ha*'s, despite its the premise, which is kind of it seems dreary, especially if you're, if you kind of resonate with Mm -hmm. what Francis is going through. It is, it's uplifting and mm-hmm. positive in a, in a comforting way because, and that's just kind of, that's a testament to how Greta Gerwig obviously understood and under- understands mm-hmm. and went through the same thing and perfectly portrays that, that struggle of a young person. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think she does a great job of, of portraying that, that struggle that I think that, a lot of people go through, especially after college, um, and, and I think it's just something that's not really discussed a whole lot. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's my number three, Isaac. What's your number three?
2: My number three is Alien, nineteen seventy nine masterpiece. It's Master so good it is high on my it's, list,
1: baby. It's so good
2: so good. Aren't you glad that it's in my number 3 so that you can talk about it more in depth, Olivia?
1: Yeah, I I didn't include it in my top 5 because I felt like I had we had already talked about it and so I was like, I don't want to talk about it again, but We're I'm so glad
2: that we more. can talk about it.
1: Again. Yeah. Oh man.
2: One thing I forgot to say when we talked about it on the yeah, what happened to movies in 2020 episode mm-hmm. was there's a band called Alt J. Um and they're pretty they're pretty popular and well-regarded but they have a song called the gospel of john hurt and it's like about or inspired by alien
1: Um, i don't think i knew that
2: yeah you should go you should go listen to it i'm gonna
1: go go listen to it it's a good album bye everyone yeah wait come back come back tenet 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 okay 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 okay
0: okay i was gonna say like ridley scott was he was on a like a streak back in the day. He had like alien and blade runner and
2: Delma
0: mm-hmm. wow, and of, Louise. He kind of fell off. Um, I mean, recently, he but did but he's, he's had some, yeah, he did do Delma and Louise.
1: I don't think I knew that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He did. Wow. There's another one he did that is a weird one, but he's, have y'all
2: seen set photos for? I think it's called The Last Duel. It's like the movie that he's been. Looking yes, on, I've
0: been. I'm excited oh my, for that.
2: Matt Damon, Someone, Adam Driver, and Ben Affleck in their yeah. knights, and they yeah. have the most ridiculous
0: haircuts. It's, it's probably going to be like a two percent <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, but
1: probably
0: <laughs> that's gonna see okay. It anyway, it looks insane. He, he did. It. He did. I'm getting Exodus, Gods and Kings vibes from it.
2: Um, oh yeah I never saw I never saw that
0: movie, that man. thing was a crap storm <laughs> but,
2: um, I watched Alien on like a day when did I oh I can't remember I may have watched this day on the day that I had surgery earlier this year and it was just kind of the perfect setting because I was like I couldn't do anything and I had to focus and I, I didn't even want to like look at my phone because partially because the movie was so good and partially because I couldn't really move my arms very well uh, <laughs> but the it was raining outside like really hard and so and i was completely alone and the movie like the mood was perfect and it every single this is just a perfectly paced movie um right up until you think she's got away and then you realize how much danger she's in and
0: it's yeah it's
2: it is wild
0: it is such a great movie yeah.
2: and honestly i'm going to be completely honest I, I, i'll probably i'll definitely go back and watch aliens again but it aliens didn't have near the same effect on me. Like objectively I watched it and I was like, this is a, this is an eight out of 10 movie, but the in, impact was it was like a five out of 10 compared to alien and just how brutal and thrilling and engrossing it is. Um, so, and then I don't even know how like three and resurrection are going to be. I really did like covenant and Covenant assuming,
0: was not bad. I, I yeah, no, I Covenant.
2: liked Covenant. I I watched Covenant like on the plane, like in 2014 or 15. I don't remember. uh No understanding of I hadn't seen Alien oh. or any
0: of the other movies, so
2: yeah, no, okay. it's like an interesting kind of watch canonically for me. So
0: I remember our I had a film class at UCA, and our our professor he made us watch Alien. He made us watch a lot of great movies, actually. um Alien was one of them. Nice.
2: We should be film professors. <laughs>
1: Okay. Deal. All right. That was cool. That was yeah. great. Easy. Easy. <laughs> yeah.
2: All you had to do is invoke Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: also, Alien has Harry uh, Harry Dean Stanton in it. And that dude yeah. is a power. Rules. Harry,
2: Harry Dean Stanton was in Paris, Texas, which was my crybaby award. And he is amazing in it.
1: He's in Pretty in Pink. Also, he has a small appearance in the very first Avengers movie.
0: That's right, he's the yeah. security guard.
1: Yeah, he's the... Yeah. whatever Hulk comes back yeah. and crashes down, and he's like... Listen,
2: son, yeah. you got a condition. That's right.
1: <laughs> you got a condition, yeah. He's great, nice. I love that man.
2: Best scene in the MCU. That's my number three. Are we going my, to your number
1: two, Eric?
0: Yes, my number two is The Last Dance. Um,
1: classic.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not... I, well, before this, I wasn't a big Michael Jordan fan, um, but I definitely have a, a greater appreciation for it,
1: for mm-hmm. him, Absolutely. his
0: impact and his legacy mm-hmm. uh, after watching this documentary. And a little bias here because we have two Arkansans in the movies, Scotty Pippen, Pippen and Joe Klein. Um both from central Arkansas. So Y'all know
2: also The Last Dance is Flower Film Country. What was <laughs> it?
1: It is. Uh, also, can we talk about how scotty Pippen attended the same university as us? Yeah, go bears. that's pretty that awesome. Everyone? Yeah. One, two, three, go uh, Go bears. Go bears. Hey, let's do the eight.
2: let's do the bears back.
1: And he is pissed.
2: The bear is back. And, <laughs> and he
1: is pissed eric you didn't
0: do that. i have no idea what the <laughs> hell you're talking about right now
1: you didn't you i didn't know that,
0: that i did not have much school spirit when i was at uc wow uh, apologies for that well you just eric also your was not involved in you a lot of
1: things swipe it down swipe it down there's back and he is pissed and he is pissed it's great there is Come on. back the best, it's the best is chant we have pissed. I, uh, that, that's past <laughs> like, my time
0: that's past my time <laughs> but uh, no but
1: i agree with you like absolutely the last dance is is incredible mm-hmm. it was so good i mean you don't even
0: have to be a sports fan to,
1: no and that's to what i've a, i i told to a lot of people it. that yeah. it's, like, a, it's a great story yeah it, it's uh, just so fascinating
0: it was also one of those events like tiger king as well like mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. sunday night Get ready yeah. for the last dance, get ready for the last dance memes. After there's so many great Michael Jordan yes. memes, after yeah,
2: um, I feel like in a weird way it was like the last dance, Tiger King, and then like you that should yeah. be yeah. a
0: show. I yeah. feel like yeah. those weird trifecta right.
2: of like really
0: popular. Well, I saw a ton yeah. of you memes, I'm like, yeah. this is all going over my head right now, but
1: yeah, yeah. um,
0: and yeah. uh, what's the one, the chess one that just came out.
1: The Queen's Gambit, which is <laughs> yeah, fantastic. That, I just finished it last uh, night. <laughs> so, that's it's so good. Movie, oh, show. man. Anya uh, Taylor-Joy.
2: Yeah. Speaking right. speaking of Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Emma that she starred in, that mm-hmm. was the second to last movie that I saw in theaters this year. Emma was really, really enjoyable kind of twist on, um, modern twist on the Jane Austen story. Speaking I like, I don't really, Jane Austen?
1: Yeah, December 16th is her birthday.
2: Aw, happy birthday.
1: Anyway, sorry. Happy
2: birthday to the woman who uh, wrote the book that became the movie that my four sisters and mother watched every day between 7th grade <laughs> and 12th grade. So
1: You have no strong feelings about it, though, I can tell. No
2: strong feelings. No, right. I don't have anything against Pride and Prejudice. I've de- I definitely appreciate it more now than I'm That's older. good. Um, Olivia.
1: Is it my number two? It's your number yes. two. All right, my number two is Do the Right Thing. Do the right thing. Uh, nice. I know we've talked about it on here before. This film came out in 1989, yet 31 years later, it sadly is still a commentary on racism within American culture, um, which I think what is really interesting about this movie, about this film, is that I think that most people in America view racism as being only an issue in, in the South and in, in flyover country. But that that is not at all the case. I mean, we see this movie is set in, in New York City and that's one of the most diverse cities in the world. And, and it's still clearly an issue there. It's, it's an issue all across the country. Um, and I think, I think, Isaac, you said this either when we talked about it or, or maybe earlier in a previous recording, but I think it's, it's a good point to make is like, sometimes the right thing involves pushing back against the evils of this world like racism, whether it's covert or overt um and that may m- mean protesting, it may n- mean kneeling, it may actually mean dismantling a building like i don't I don't want those things to happen, but if that's what it takes to to combat racism, I think that it's absolutely necessary
2: mm-hmm. do do the right thing is my number one and just going off of what you said, Olivia, someone I was listening, I believe it was the big pack picture when they were doing, um, they were t- talking to Spike Lee about the five bloods and they made a good point that in do the right thing, a lesser directive would have ended it with the protest and like the police driving away. And, um, I forget her name, but the lady, the lady, um, just kind of, you know, wailing at the sadness of what's happening mm-hmm. in her neighborhood um, but Spike Lee cho- chooses to end it on this really complicated, um, and complex relationship that, uh, with, with Sal and not bugging out Spike Lee's character's name. I'm, I'm blanking uh, so hard.
1: We're Mookie.
2: Mookie. Golly. That's, I'd, I, I kind of want to redact that and it, but <laughs> Um, but you, you have that, like that last exchange, he like Mm -hmm. is responsible for Sal's building being completely destroyed. Like everything that Sal built with his hands. And then they end up laughing and you know, leaving on good terms, which is crazy. And it's this point that he's trying to make, like, it's not that I don't respect that you worked hard to build this thing from nothing. Mm -hmm. It's that you disrespected, like you disrespected me and my people and people who look like me mm-hmm. and, and things got out of hand. Um, that's obviously more complicated or like a, an issue that we can't talk through completely with the remaining time that we have, but mm-hmm. I, it's my number one. So that's, you know, that was, that was my comment. It's, it was a really important and powerful movie for me to watch and kind of help continue to understand, like as a person of faith, what, what do I believe about racism how do I fight against racism how i how, how have I been complicit in racism? What is um like my faith community doing or not mm-hmm. doing that they should be doing um it's that's It's been a really important and pivotal story for me to reflect on this year.
1: yeah, I agree wholeheartedly it, it's just I think it's an important film mm-hmm. so uh Isaac, your number two is portrait, right.
2: My number two is portrait. You number want
1: to one is. O- uh, talk anymore
2: about it? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the second time I watched it, I watched it with um, friend Will Jenkins and friend Jordan Gottsponer. and it was their first times seeing it, and they were blown away. Mm-hmm. And um, and one of the, I think it was Jordan said like I didn't expect to be so intrigued by. A movie like I thought this was gonna be like uh like an like an orgy fest and it's, it's really not like there's no. barely any nudity in this movie or anything like that um but he was like that was like beautiful and like we just had this really great conversation about it afterward um as a cinematic experience and also like makes you like rethink uh the same sex relationships it just does if you watch the movie and pay attention to it um but then my letterbox review for that second time watching it was men are useless
1: they are
2: and they are <laughs> that
0: that kind of leads into my number one pick <laughs> also, all right let's hear oh, it oh my Sweet. number one is the handmaiden um Ooh. okay this one i think came out in 2016 or 2017 but i just saw it now this year earlier this okay. year um have, have either of y'all seen it yes mm-hmm. okay oh, okay okay so isaac has seen it um mm-hmm. but the way that you're describing portrait of lady on fire i see it has a lot of themes, common themes between the two movies. But um, yeah, it's a, so the story, the the premise of the story is there's a uh, Korean con man who's trying to uh, deceive this rich Japanese woman into marrying him. And then after the marriage, he's gonna like get her admitted into like a lunatic asylum so that he can steal all of her money. He enlists the help of a thief uh, to go be her handmaiden and convince her to marry him. And from there, uh, the thief basically falls in love with the, the Japanese woman, and a lot of twists and turns happen. Um, but also, one of the m- themes in the movie is men are useless. Um, the, t- the two men, men two men in the movie, are completely despicable and uh, butt hats. So um, um, that's kind of that's kind of crazy that uh, that uh, we have two movies like this with the, such c- uh, obvious, common themes between yeah, the two. Yeah, are that are, are this high on our list. So I will also that, say that's my number one,
2: you. <laughs> What you expect in Portrait of a Lady on Fire" in terms of sexual content, <laughs> yes, you get in a, the Handmaiden.
0: <laughs> definitely not one you watch with any minors or parents or, or do not anybody watch, really. <laughs> uh,
2: on behalf of two thirds of Flower Film Country, please do not watch <laughs> the Handmaiden with your parents.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it is. It definitely is a graphic movie. Um, it's
2: pretty violent too. Park yeah, Chan, Park Chan part. Wook. Is yes, um, there
0: go. But, yeah, there are some scenes uh, I was like,
1: oh man, did you know like, that
0: uh, him and Bong Jun Ho are like best friends? They like share movies with each other, and stuff. oh, that's like, awesome! Oh,
1: that's really sweet. Like, they like share
0: Criterion Blu rays with each other. That's um, so cool. Oh, there's like videos i them talking about it in articles, it's pretty awesome. So,
2: that's I great. was thinking I today about how uh, Bong Joon Ho's son. Whispered to him, Daddy, you look so stupid. <laughs> like when he was directing in the middle of directing, I think Parasite or one of his movies, and he was like, I'm directing. He's like, No, 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 you look stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh but my goodness. All right. That's my number one. I believe it's on Amazon Prime.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was mm-hmm. an Amazon. So Amazon it's
0: yeah, it's a, it I don't know if it's a must watch, but uh, it's, it was a must watch for me. So all right.
1: Nice. Um
2: it has a very cool, it's kind of like an epic. Like there are three distinct parts um, that's broken up into it's mysterious. It feels like in some ways it kind of feels like a Hitchcock movie because there's like the reveal of who this woman is and then uh, how the protagonist and her former relationship. And it's, it's really good. It's my favorite um, Park Chan-wook movie that I've seen is Stoker.
0: Yeah. Stoker is Um, another great one. Yeah. That is a fudged up movie. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> very, very bloody.
2: <laughs> very yeah. Way more violent, way more violent than The Handmaiden. But
0: um, <laughs> what's your what's your number one, Olivia?
1: My number one is Casablanca. Casablanca? Oh, wow. It, it is the oldest movie I have seen this year. Nice. Came out in 42. Uh I just want to say Humphrey Bogart is a dreamboat. I mean, men oh, are yeah. useless, but we've established that, but he's Humphrey a
2: Bogart ain't useless.
1: He ain't useless. Um, I, so first of all, this, this movie had a couple of lines that I've, I've heard reference multiple mm-hmm. times. Um, in fact, so when I was in middle school, I loved a uh, fallout boy because of who I was as a person. And they have a song called uh, of all the gin joints all of the gin joints in the world. And I had no idea that that was a reference to this movie. Um, But it, it shows you like the character Humphrey Rogart plays Rick Blaine is probably one of the earliest versions of an antihero because he's not necessarily a good guy, but he's not a bad guy either. And this film doesn't really end the way that you want it to. I think it has a more realistic ending, but man, it, it's still heartbreaking, and it's still really good. It's it's just a fantastic film. So I I see why it's it's repeatedly on lists of like all time greatest movies and and things like that. So it was. So good. I
2: feel when I, I felt I think I like Casablanca more than I like um, Citizen Kane, even though I really really did like Citizen Kane. But they have this quality to them where it feels it feels so sharp like the filmmaking mm-hmm. and the tech all the technical aspects not even talking about like the acting or dialogue or writing all the technical aspects are so sharp that it feels mm-hmm. like it could have been made 20 years ago instead of like right you know, yeah so it has that kind of everlasting it, uh, yeah
1: quality it has this timeless feel to it and, and obviously it, it it seems to be pretty timeless if it you know if we are here we are talking about it in 20 well 20 20 when we're recording but 2021 when this episode comes out um you know all these years later and it's still something that people are talking about it's it's just timeless i think it's 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 a classic for sure Mm -hmm. so
2: casablanca was 21 on my list so it was pretty pretty dang high
0: wow i'm I'm impressed you have a list that goes to 21
2: oh it doesn't go to 21 it goes to 128 (laughs)
1: <laughs> did you oh rank all the films gracious. you watched this year
2: i mean lo- loosely like after 30 i kind of don't care what like, is the worst movie for you example seen this year? for example like snowpiercer i haven't um sorted them in a long time snowpiercer oh i like actually this is kind of embarrassing because there's some really good stuff <laughs> right at the bottom but like it goes to the bottom <laughs> once you add something on letterbox and then like hit the three dots to add it to the to a list it goes to the bottom so I need what's,
0: to go sort. But. What's the worst movie you've seen this year, Isaac?
2: The worst movie I've seen this year is hands down Minority Report. No, uh, <laughs> I mean it's it's a tie between uh, Girl on a Train and uh, <laughs> is that the
0: Emily Blunt movie Ava.
2: Yes. I think Ava's worse, um, well, and not coincidentally, it's the same director.
0: Oh, goodness oh gracious. Yeah. that's not good. Yeah, yeah. So. See, I, I don't watch bad movies. I, I value <laughs> like so, to, to like willingly like set aside two hours knowing that I'm going to like this movie is bad. I, i value my time way really too much. Um, that's hilarious. I'd rather like play my PlayStation five, which is what I've been doing. Like, the last <gasps> you,
2: got oh. you got miles Morales. Flex. I do. Nice. Um, I'm so jealous. It's freaking, I awesome. I it.
0: yeah. it's freaking awesome. Um, um my awesome. My, predict- my productivity levels, um, outside of PS five have dropped to an all time low, but nice. It is what it is. Yeah.
1: That is what it is. Eric, um, what is the worst movie you've seen this year?
0: I, I was a game I, I don't watch bad movies. Like
1: every movie I watch, <laughs> no. Yeah, like I it's, said it's it condescendingly,
0: but like I mean it. I, but
1: I mean I, it.
0: I, I'm trying to think. I, I, I don't know. Um, there is one movie that I watched that was bad. I'll have to tell y'all after we finish the episode. Okay. I, I know. Right. Uh, there's I know. There's like a two star out there on Letterbox somewhere. Yeah. What
2: about finished. you, Olivia?
1: I I was just looking at my Letterboxd. I think. I think it's the art of getting by or Greenberg, which
2: was, was Greenberg. Uh, that's a freak, uh, Noah Bombard, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's got Ben Stiller in it. Um, Greta Gerwig is in it. Jennifer Jason Lee, Merritt Weaver, uh, Chris Messina, Brie Larson, Junotin. But it's got a good cast. I yeah. just, uh, the character of uh, Greenberg, Re- Roger Greenberg, Ben Stiller's character, just seems like a, a whiny baby to me. And, mm. That's probably not very em- empathetic for a therapist to say, but that's just kind of how I feel. So it is and what it is. And then by, the art of getting by
0: podcast.
1: Yeah, the art of getting by was annoying too.
0: we I did find my broke with mine is was Terminator Salvation. I rewatched okay. it. I tried to give it like a second uh, chance, but because I'm a huge Terminator fan, but that yeah. movie is a piece of poop. So
2: yeah, um, I'll say we, more about that. We are way over on time.
1: I was wondering uh, how we were doing. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Or not way over, but we're, we're like 10 minutes over. So we okay. should probably, probably wrap, wrap it up. up. But on that note, thank you so much for listening to our top 10 movies from 2020 or that we watched in 2020. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Um, feel free to share this with anyone you know who loves movies and who loves making lists and make loves making lists about movies. We are launching into our first episode in our mini series on Jeff Nichols shotgun stories is coming out in a couple weeks. Stay tuned. This is going to be a great, great series. We couldn't be more excited. Olivia and Eric, y'all got any final words of wisdom or tenet?
1: I just
0: want to say thank you to everybody that's listening and thanks to Olivia and Isaac for inviting me to be on the show. Um, it's been a blast, uh, this year talking about movies with So highlight of my week for me.
1: Yeah, out of my week, uh,
2: man. Talking to you and Olivia about movies.
1: Guys, stop! This is so sweet. All right, yeah. No, thank you, thank you both for be doing this. Uh, thank you to our listeners. That's I, that's all I have. I'm Olivia signing off from Oklahoma.
2: I'm Isaac Sims signing off from Conway, Arkansas.
0: And I'm Eric Fam signing off from Fort Smith, Arkansas.
2: Here's looking at you, kid. Peace out.